Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy Simon with 3D Universe and welcome to another episode of 3D Universe Untethered. This is our eighth episode today and it's a pleasure to have you back with us. Uh, today's guest is Vic Cheney, who I will introduce momentarily. Uh, we also, of course, have Jen Owen, my co-host, as usual, here with me today. And uh, most of you uh, know her by now. Um, Vic is one of the people that uh, responded when we reached out to our customers to sort of get some information about how they've been using their 3D printers and try, starting to get some ideas for projects going and, uh, you know, share that with some of our other customers to inspire them. And when when Vic responded back to us and, and, and shared some of the projects he'd been doing, we just knew he was somebody that we had to have on this program because he's had he's come up with so many creative and, and, and inspiring projects that uh, I certainly hadn't seen before. So I'm thrilled that we can sit down and talk with Vic about some of that work today. Um, so a couple of logistics and then we'll get into some more of uh, Vic's background. Um, today, as I said, is uh, our eighth episode and you'll be able to find the recording for this and the other episodes that we've done on our website. So the easiest way to find that is to head over to our blog at 3duniverse.org, click on the 3D Universe Untethered graphic in the upper left, and then you can get to a, a page where you can see all the past recordings as well as upcoming episodes. So as I said, um, today's special guest is Vic Cheney and um, Vic enjoys making all kinds of things. He loves animated artworks, many of which include electronics, microcontrollers and animatronics. He has his undergraduate degree in physics, uh, and he went on actually to become a dentist. And he's been using 3D printing for about five years now. The 3D printer is so useful in creating parts for his projects. He makes whimsical artwork, things for his office, and practical gadgets for his home. His website shows many of his creations. He has published how-to articles in Nuts and Volts magazine, as well as for Instructables.com, and has displayed some of his creations at Maker Fairs and at the California State Fair Fine Arts exhibits. So again, so thrilled to have you with us. Welcome, Vic. Thank you. So uh, Jen, you want to get us started here? Yeah, um, I did a blog on your work previously and um, about your art and you shared that you've been making things since you were about three years old. Um, can you tell us a bit about some of the materials and things you created over the years before you jumped into 3D printing? Well, I started uh, with uh, cardboard and, and uh, paper and tape and scissors uh, when I was a little kid and uh, got some, uh, a little bit of woodworking and metalworking in junior high school in the seventh grade and, and uh, learned to work with those things and uh, got some uh, good beginning woodworking tools when I was 11 years old and so started making things out of wood and uh, somewhere along the line, uh, I decided I wanted to be able to do some metalworking. So I got uh, some, some welding equipment uh, and went through several different kinds of welding equipment so I could do metal. And I get an idea to make something and sometimes it requires uh, metal and wood and plastic. And, and so I, and dentistry has given me some tools as well. I can, I can, solder small stainless steel things that can cast things out of gold or brass um, or bronze or silver. And uh, so sometimes I'll have a little cast piece of brass or in, in there and I'll have some woodworking and some plastic working and, uh, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of different things. So I, 
I get an idea of what I want to make, and it's the project that determines what skills I use to be able to make them. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and I love electronics, that... and and so that can factor in. And I like that electronics allows me to make things uh, move, and with with servo motors, stepper motors, uh, linear actuators, uh, and I love lights. I love Jen's background there with the <laughs> with the lights. Uh, I love lights. LEDs are just wonderful things to play with, uh, and the 3D printer enables me to imagine something and make it from my imagination. I don't have to worry so much about machining something that might be hard to machine. I can just draw it on the computer and print it. And if it doesn't print just right, sometimes they make a few changes and print it again. Sure. Almost always takes three tries to get anything <laughs> right. Sometimes a lot more than three tries. Sometimes just one try on some really simple things. But uh, and I'm a perfectionist, so maybe the, the first try I could call it good enough, but I usually don't and say I could make this better and this better. And then I can just go back in and edit my design and uh, and then print another one. And if it takes 12 hours to print it, well, that's okay. I just started going and the next day it's done and, uh, right. and I look at it then. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Um, another thing that came up during that interview for that blog article is you, you shared with us that you never sell your artwork, that you you consider this to be a passion project. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, um, I have had people say you could make these and sell them of something. Uh, and and uh, I have a good job. I have a great <laughs> job. I love my job. It's very interesting. It's very rewarding. Um, and now I'm partly retired. I got more time to mess with my 3D printer and stuff, but uh, uh, I, I don't want to, I, I don't need to make money. Now, I, I, everybody would love to be rich, and I'd love to be rich, and I'm not rich, but but if you live within your means, you know, uh, I, I am rich. I got a car and I got a house. That's pretty darn cool, <laughs> you know. Uh, not everybody's got a car and a house, you know, so I am rich. Uh, in, in, in what I really need. And, and I got a computer and a 3D printer. I mean, how good is that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, That's great. <laughs> so then in terms of the 3D printing, you've been doing this for a long time, obviously, your artwork in general. At what point did you sort of start to look at a 3D printer and how that could be useful to you? And when did you decide to, to take the, the leap and, and get a 3D printer for yourself? Well, uh, I love making things. And as soon as I saw 3D printers, I said, I, you know, I, I need one of those. Uh, I, uh, I, I need one of those. And I thought for a while, well, I'd wait till the technology got a little better. Uh, and I know, look what's happened to um, computer printing uh, pictures on paper. And mm -hmm. we started, my first computer had a dot matrix printer that did graphics terrible. And now we can print beautiful color pictures and and I said 3D printers are where the dot matrix printers were so I should wait and then it got to a certain point I said if I wait I'm missing out on all the things that I could do uh, and I miss learning up learning it so I decided to get one anyway even though I knew it would, and they have gotten a lot better I realized mm -hmm. although the one I have works I, I can I can print up the storm with it but <laughs> yeah. they've gotten even better but I'm glad I didn't wait because because getting it then meant I could 
play with it a lot. And now that they have better ones, I've got, I've got a much better handle on the, the 3D design and yep. and, making mm -hmm. and working. I like to work with ABS, which I understand is a bit fussier than PLA. That's but right. It, it does very nice things. So that's, it does. You know, so I like that. Yeah, and so you've got that whole workflow down now, because even if you you upgrade and get new printers, the workflow will be pretty much the same. And yeah, and there's tricks to ABS, but I think I found a lot of them. Uh, and thank goodness, there's all kinds of stuff online. There's lots of resources, right. and your blogs and and videos are are I think great resources. Uh, you know, it's nice to to be able to. Um, have all these things that we can learn from and learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Did from our own mistakes, I make plenty of my own. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the experience is the worst teacher. You get the test first, then you get the lesson. Mm -hmm. Did you have a specific project in mind when you purchased your first 3D printer? No, I said I'm going to get this thing and I'm going to figure out. Uh, I'm going to make. I'm going to make something. I don't know what I'm going to make, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to make something. So my very first thing was a. Uh, uh, a little stand that snaps onto the bottom of a shaving cream can so that the thing doesn't rust out and leave rust stains on my counter and and cause a discoloration of the counter uh, because then the air can get underneath it and it's a stupid simple little thing but I, I got to print something so I did that but then the idea started to come to me you know when you have this tool that does all kinds of things you wouldn't think of making some things before because there's no way you could even make it. So why would you think of it? And then all I realized, I realized I had this tool that will allow me to make all kinds of things that I can imagine. And so then the ideas, the, the printer came first, then the ideas started coming after that. Oh, cool. But I've always liked making things anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I completely know what you mean. Having that tool just gives you so many ideas of what you can start to do with it. And which which 3D printer or 3D printers have you used specifically? Like which different types of printers have you had and what do you have right now that you're using? I, I, I only have one. I got an Ultimaker 2 and then I upgraded it to a 2 Plus. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, and they made some nice improvements in the in the um, heater and, the, and some other things in the 2 Plus. And I like that really well. But of course, now I see these newer ones coming out and it makes me start drooling and think. Well, that would be that would be nice too, you know. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking about it, you know. In five years, okay, maybe it's time to think about, you know, I, uh, the the I, the dual extrusion concept and the the, the water soluble support material looks really nice. Opens up a lot of other options. Yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, your musical laser rainbow machine is absolutely <laughs> beautiful. It looks like there are a lot of parts that were 3D printed in order to make it work. Um, can you share a bit about which components you had to 3D print and how you would have had to make them without access to a 3D printer? Uh, sure. Well, the, the 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 laser rainbow machine takes seven lasers that are different colors, and 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 takes music and divides it into seven different musical bands, and then controls the the lasers and there's two sets of three lasers a red green and blue that uh when you combine those then you get all the other colors of the rainbow as well mm -hmm. uh so i have two beams uh that are combining red green and blue so i have a, a green laser comes out 
and I have to be able to aim that green laser where I want it. And then I have a filter that passes the green light and reflects um, red light. So, so you have to put that, that filter at an angle and you have to take the red laser and aim it at exactly the same spot that the green laser is going to. And then you have to take the filter so that it will bounce the red light in combination with the green. So now you have a combination of red and green. Mm -hmm. Then I have another filter that passes the red and green and reflects the blue. So the blue's got to go through the, the blue's got to get reflected and it's got to reflect off the same spot but then I have to steer that reflection so that the beams end up lined up. So mm -hmm. I made 3D printed holders for the uh, lasers that can adjust in right, left, up, and down direction. And then I made, made 3D printed holders for the filters that allow the filter to aim up, down, right, and left. And so that I can get all the beams combined. And so it took a lot of, um, different parts and I used um, threaded machine screws as the adjustments and so the, mm -hmm. the machine screws would um, uh, would would I could very finely control the direction of the laser beam. Mm -hmm. Now in the past I would have made that with with copper and brass. Copper and brass are easy to cut and easy to machine mm -hmm. and easy to drill and solder very nicely. You can solder it and make things very strong. So I would have made each part out of brass, probably mostly brass, and, and made it similarly. And I, I could have done a nice job with that. Uh, but it would have taken quite a while to make all those different parts. And so when I wanted to make holders for all these filters, uh, I could make one, and then I just print, print more of them. And yeah. make one holder for a laser, and I just print more of them. Yep. and uh, so I could have all I needed. So I could have done it just as well without a 3D printer, but the 3D printer made it quite a bit easier uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and allowed me to make it in a, in a, in a way that was maybe a little, a little nicer because I, I, could, I could have some slight bells and whistles. Uh, yeah. all that. Absolutely. You know, another piece I'd love to hear a little bit more about is your floating castle in the clouds. I thought that was just so uh, impressive. Can you tell us a little bit more about that one as well? Well, I love magnets. Uh, I love magnets. And, and I found out it was possible to make uh, a magnet float on a magnetic field. Uh, and I have seen where there's a magnet above and something held below it with a space. But this allows the, the magnet to be below and keep something balanced. So I thought uh, a castle in the clouds to be floating on a magnetic field. I mean, it just seemed like a no-brainer to me. That <laughs> that sounds pretty good, you know. And so I, I 3D printed the the castle uh, and I, in in several pieces. And and um, I saw the Kalmar Castle in Sweden, which looked pretty good. I thought, okay, so I took some, some features of that and I looked at some other castles and uh, found some features that I could print the little turrets on the top and the um, and print the castle itself. And then I could print the, the I printed that all at ABS, but then I needed uh, some clouds underneath it. And so I made the clouds out of uh, CPE, a clear printable Stuff, you know what it is, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and then I put LED lights in it, and then I had to figure out how to make 
electrical power go across that one inch gap that the cloud is floating um, and to be able to um, keep that floating. And I wound, uh, I believe, 10 different coils to find the right way to get that power to go uh, across. And I ended up printing a 3D printing a, a, a the, something to hold the coil on the bottom where it had the wire going in a spiral and it had to hold the wire at the right spacing to go in that spiral and the 3D printer was perfect for that. I don't know how I would have done that without the 3D printer. I could print a nice little holder that kept all the wires lined up. Yeah, that would not have been easy. And then I could have the light, the, the, uh, the light, the, the power uh, transfer across. Now I did have, didn't 3D print all of it. There is an outside the back door. There's a very tiny couple making out uh, outside the back door <laughs> and that I cast in silver and then painted it because I can, oh, the, the, the okay. details are so small. I couldn't do that with my, my 3D printer. Okay. Okay. So most of the rest of it was mostly 3D printed aside from the couple. Well, and the, the, there's a box made of wood underneath. Yep. Okay. And that's got the magnet in it, but I, I made a, I used a 3D print printer to make a holder for, for the, uh, to hold the magnet assembly and, and, uh, and then 3D printed something to hold that, that coil that I have. Uh, but, but as the box was made of wood and I used, uh, on top, I wanted the smallest amount between the magnet and the castle. So the castle seemed to be floating. So used a real thin piece of, um, polycarbonate plastic and then a thin veneer of wood over it. So the book box looks like it's all wood, but the very top is very thin, uh, but, but looks like wood. So I used wood, plastic, silver, 3D printing, uh, and then of course uh, some some LEDs in there because I love LEDs. There's LED lights in the windows of the castle and in the in the clouds. Blue lights Very in nice. the clouds and yellow lights. In. Very nice. Very nice. Because I love light. Just a <laughs> just a reminder for our audience that uh, you can head over to our blog 3duniverse.org where we already have this article that we uh, wrote up on Vic's work and you can see photos and. Uh, the, the images of these projects we're talking about there. So, so head over to 3duniverse.org to see these, these projects. Yeah, um, we got a question asking um, what your inspiration was for the uh, musical laser rainbow thing. Um, can you tell us, was that just a random, you were eating a sandwich one day and decided to make it? No, <laughs> um, I love music. Uh, I just love music and I love lights and I love things like that. And in fact, I remember years ago, uh, someone made a, a simple uh, frequency filter and put uh, put in a big box some some Christmas lights, you know, some red, green, and blue, and made the red uh, go to the bass notes and the and the and the green, mm -hmm. for instance, go to the mid range and the blue to the high or whatever. And I thought that was really cool. It wasn't cool enough, but I thought it was really cool. And um, <laughs> And so I thought, I, I, and also, if you've ever seen real laser light, and they've had laser light shows and stuff, lasers have got a really beautiful light. And you kind of have to see it in person, but it's not just a green or a red light. It's got this buzzing uh, uh, quality to it. I don't know how to describe it. That's, that's really, so I love lasers and I've seen some lasers make really cool things. 
there is a um, restaurant in um, Las Vegas that's got these laser patterns just kind of drift in clouds across the ceiling. And I thought, that is really cool. How did they make those patterns? So I love playing with lasers. So I, my love of music, my seeing things that, that filtered the music into uh, making music into lights, and then being able to play with lasers, I thought, and lasers are now, laser used to be really expensive. And now you can buy, you know, you can buy a red laser for a, a buck and you can <laughs> buy a, a nice blue laser for just a few dollars. Um, I, I was playing with my blue laser and trying to get it focused and I had a block of wood uh, and I'm working on focusing it. And then I start smelling something and I'm, I'm burning a hole in the block of wood. Uh, <laughs> but I got to play with lasers and the lasers make this this cool thing and so combining lasers and light and music those are just things i've always loved and so just i could see the possibilities um, mm. when i and and sometimes you find out um uh, that something is possible and then you say okay i can do something with that yeah that's really cool um besides being a dentist and an artist you also enjoy making fireworks um, yes i do how are you using 3D printing to make fireworks? Well, um, the kind of fireworks that I ended up doing a bit of is, and this is all legally done at a, at a firework convention in Arizona uh, by the Western Pyrotechnic Association. And they had 800 people attend the first one I went to. Quite mm -hmm. a big deal. And we made fireworks. And I was making uh, with my friend some shells where you have a we were using six inch spheres um, and you pack them with stars and um, and burst powder, black powder. And uh, so one way to do it is to um, take the a hemi, which is half of that shell and um, line it with stars. And then you suspend a half sphere in the middle of that, which I use the 3D printer for. And then you can pack your burst powder over the stars that are already in there. And thanks to some uh, tissue paper, you take the, the 3D printed half sphere out of there. And now you're left with a half, an inner half sphere that you can pack more stars and more burst powder so that when the fireworks blow up, you have a big outer sphere of one color or one kind of stars and then an inner sphere of other kinds of stars, and uh, and and there's pictures. This 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 is the the gadget I made with 3D printing. But but uh, um, the, the it it enables you to put layers of stars and have a much more complex shell. This is at a place where people make things that they might take all day making a shell, and it's gone in 20 seconds. But it's sure <laughs> great 20 seconds, and everybody. That's right. Everybody there loves fireworks, and, and I do too. Again, it's it's lights. You know, I love lights, and and well, blowing things up. I mean, who doesn't like to blow things up? Well, maybe not everybody, but, but I, I thought it was very fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I I actually made one first out of wood, and I took it to the fireworks convention, and one of the teachers that was teaching how to make these classes, I got talking to him ahead of time. And I said, well, I want to make those. So I started, so I came up with this thing before even going to make them. I, I made this thing to hold this, I made it out of wood and I brought it there and he says, that's really cool. And he says, I've got a 3D printer. It might be nice to 
make that with a 3D printer. And I said, well, I got a 3D printer. I think that'd be great. So I, I made it out of that. They said, that way we can share the design so that other people that go there, they can just print one out ahead of time and then they can go there and they can make their own fancy shells um, with this 3D printed. And so it, it, I had to do a lot of woodworking for my original prototype. And this is just, once you got the design, you print it <laughs> up and you got it ready to go. Which is yeah. cool. Nice. So Vic, as a, as a fellow musician, one of your projects that caught my attention was a fretboard that you did for a guitar that has a bunch of LED lights on it. Can you talk to us about that one? Yes. Well, the instrument's called a pedal steel guitar. And it is, it is a horizontal, almost nobody seems to know what it is, but if you hear the sound, you would recognize it. But it's got a horizontal uh, set of strings, and you hold a bar on the strings with one hand and pick the strings with the other, and you sit at it, and then you have pedals that change the pitch of the string. Uh, so there's a fretboard underneath the strings that you're not actually touching that tells you where the frets are. And if you're super amazing you might be able to do it without looking at it but you kind of use your ear to tell exactly where to press the bar but you use your eyes to get you close and mm -hmm. and so different instruments they would print uh instruments like to put markings on the frets because if you have 24 frets in a row it's really hard to tell which one is number nine well you need a, a way to do this they put designs on the frets I also played the banjo, and the banjo likes to put fancy mother of pearl inlays on the neck just to remind you where the frets are. There's always artwork in musical instruments, and the best musical instruments have a pile of artwork in them as well. Mm -hmm. So I decided I need, and my printed fretboard for my instrument had um, the, the um, suits of cards. It had uh, spades, clubs, diamonds, um, and hearts on it and i thought you know that's that, that's vanilla i i want chocolate um <laughs> i always like chocolate you know so uh and i i found i again i had this tool and i so i just and and i and i like to play with light so i 3d printed the the most of the neck out of black abs uh but it has channels in it for the frets and I ran uh, side emitting fiber optics into the channels so that so that the frets would be lit up and then put a LED for each fret uh, that had three colors so that I could adjust the colors of each fret as I wanted. And then this and then I put stars um, at, to mark the frets and I and I printed the stars out of clear uh, CPE and and they were and and the, um, the fretboard had cutouts for the stars. I could make the cutout for the star and the star the exact same shape. So the stars would just glue right into place that it was clear. And then I could put LEDs underneath that. And then I put white white borders on the, on the edge of the fretboard because instruments like to put white borders at the edges of the fretboards and it seemed cool. And then I <laughs> could hide my electronics in there under a little cover of, of, of black uh, ABS so that it was kind of hidden and not not detracting from the art of the fretboard. Yeah. And I get a lot of comments. I play in um, nightclubs and places like that. And sometimes it's kind of darkish. Um, and the, the, the really the um, 
fretboard really pops. Uh, yeah, some, probably, some people would probably call it gaudy. Uh, <laughs> you know, gaudy is one of my middle names. You know, uh, gaudy's just fine. Uh, I like that. And uh, yeah. so, uh, um, and it looks cool. And some people say that's a real modern one, is it? I've never seen one like that before. And I said, well, this is the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. One of our uh, attendees uh, shared a, a comment saying, I'm so impressed with your work and creativity. Thank you for sharing. Well, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, and, you know, the internet's so full of things. I freely steal ideas from other people. And sometimes you steal a little bit of one idea one place and another little idea for another place. And now all of a sudden you've got something uh, that's your own pretty much because it, it differs by the time you've uh, cobbled with it. Uh, but I would, I'm, will, I don't mind just copying something either. I, you know, I see something really cool and I'll, uh, and if it's fun to make and it comes out cool, um, I think I put it, gave you a picture of my um, infinity cube, which somebody yes. else made one and put it on Instructables and I couldn't get it to print the way his was. So I had to make my own uh, and print it. And I, I, I made what I thought were some little improvements, but then of course the programming to run the lights, uh, I, I, change that all around and did my own way because mm -hmm. boy you can really do something with lights there um so so uh i'll freely steal from other people and other people's ideas will inspire me to my own yeah which parts of the infinity cube um components were 3d printed well the whole the whole cube itself is 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 the the base that, that supports it all the little there's a little pedestal that's part of the base that goes up to hold the cube the the all of the um corners of the cube are 3d printed and then there's a uh, underneath the base there's a there's a, a um holds the the microcontroller and and the the electrical parts and that all of course 3d printed it can all just fit together so smoothly and then the, the cube has got some, so it's got a little bit of electronics, but most of it's 3D printed. And then it's got some one-way mirror, also called two-way mirror. I don't understand why the, both names apply to the same thing. Uh, and I got some of that and glued, glued that in place. And then there's some lights in there, but the bulk of it is all 3D printed. And very fun, very satisfying um, project to make. And I got the idea from this other fellow and he did a nice job. So on instru his instructables, I put, I built it and then linked to where I, here's all my code for running the lights. And here's my thing. Cause he tried to, he, he could print it all on one corner. And, uh, and I found that the overhangs, uh, the overhanging angles, my printer did not like having that much overhang and it. It didn't come out pretty enough in my mind. And so I had, so I had to make it so they could print the base and the four sides coming up in one piece. And then the, and then another square that glues onto that. And thanks to 3d printing, you can print little pegs and holes so that everything all lines up and it glues extremely well. So you can yep. make things in a couple pieces and they fit together very precisely and you glue it. And now you've got something that's in one piece and very strong in one piece, but you've combined several pieces to make it. That's right. Yeah, I've I've heard that before. That where three D printing starts to change how you think about designing 
what you're trying to create, you know, because you know what the capabilities of the printer are or what its limitations might be. And so you figure out new ways to design around that, like what you've described. Yeah, you have to make it make the materials uh, bend to your will uh, one That's way right. or another. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So you you obviously are a very creative and artistic person, and this is something that has been a, a lifelong pursuit. But how do you how do you feel that three D printing has uh, enhanced your artistic uh, abilities or your your ability to create? Well, I I think it allows you to make things. Um, I think it allows you to make things that are not possible to make very easily with um, regular materials. Uh, I just made a um, thing that straps onto some hair clippers that attaches onto your vacuum hose and pulls the hair into the into the clippers and then a little comb spaces it out and you can set it at different lengths and cut hair fairly evenly uh, with that. But I had to have quite a fancy little um, fancy little gadget um, to um, to to hold on to. It's held on with rubber bands right now, but to hold on to this and pass the suction from right next to the blades and then have that go in a flat tube widen out to a round tube that the um that the uh vacuum attaches to without a 3d printer i would have never thought of making that there's no way i could make that it just it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible in in my mind or maybe it would be possible it would be really hard to do in a 3d printer it was rather rather easy to, to do yeah so it kind of it frees you to kind of open up the scope of your thinking. Without, right, right. Yeah. You can make right. so many different things. Yeah, yeah. So how about being, uh, you know, coming from the, the dentistry uh, profession, have you ever used 3D printing in dentistry or, or thought about doing so? Well, it's coming into 3D, coming into dentistry. And, um, and they're already doing some in dentistry. And uh, my son who practices with me, uh, is is sees that potential very well um and one one for instance one thing is making a, a guide when you're placing implants uh you have to use some special x-rays to decide exactly where the implants are going to be and sometimes you can pull the tissue away see the bone and you can see where to drill the hole for the implant but sometimes it's not there's structures underneath so you do this careful x-ray to find out exactly where it is. And then you can make a 3D printed guide that fits in their mouth and it's got a hole that the drill goes through that puts that drill exactly mm. where you want it to be and misses vital nerves, blood vessels, other teeth uh, and, and guides it exactly. So the, the potential is great there. Yeah. Uh, they're making 3D printed dentures now, although the smoothness of the surface is is not what real dentures are, and um, the the teeth, normal denture teeth have layers of different translucency to make the teeth look like real teeth, and so you could not just 3D print something in one color. It would um, it would look like it would look like chiclets. The way to really <laughs> insult the dentist is say that his crowns or his dentures look like chiclets. That's the ultimate insult were they all the same color no translucency <laughs> um so but 3d we're talking dot matrix printer uh, versus others uh it might be quite possible to print 3d printing with different layers of translucency and get a smoothness that um 
the 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 uh, SLA printers get a real nice smoothness, but you can't do the different colors in it like you can with the FDM printers. Right. So, uh, right. But it's coming to dentistry, and it's come little ways already. Uh, you know my um, my light that I use to shine on the people's teeth. The 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 I I put a mirror that that I can flip down and show people things, but the mirror counterbalances the springs and it made the thing too heavy and the, and then the thing would not would not stay up so I took one handle off that's made of aluminum and I printed it out of um, some silver PLA I had and it looks almost like the aluminum one and now I have a light that matches the one on the other side pretty close but it weighs so much less it made my light work better so I've used it at other crazy crazy things you know, okay. but, but, but it's, it's coming in dentistry in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, what do you think you would have made um, if you had been able to have a 3D printer when you were younger? Well, I don't know. If I would have had those, if I would have had those possibilities uh, when I was younger, it, it the one I have has opened my imagination to things that I wouldn't, I made things that I would have never have thought of making um, so I think if I was younger, I had it. That's why I think putting these things in schools, every kid ought to have a chance to put his hands on a 3D printer. Yeah. And they say there's not enough kids in STEM now, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Is that right? Uh, well, and throw an A in there for art. So it's STEAM. Um, if, if every kid had a chance to put his hands on that, I think it would inspire them to do to go into fields that they may not think of otherwise. Um, so, and just like I, I took metal shop and wood shop in, in uh, seventh grade and eighth grade, and they've taken that kind of stuff out of school. And that's, that's just a pity. It's just a pity that kids can't learn. And I teach Boy Scouts some things too. I teach metalworking merit badge, among other things to Boy Scouts. And I got kids that have never put their hands on a file or some sandpaper or, or um, all those things. And so if you could give them a 3D printer uh, and let them play with that at school, their parents may not be able to have one, but uh, have them play with that at school, I think it would open up possibilities and bring, and bring us creative uh, people into the workforce later uh, because they get inspired by that. Yeah. That's a really good point. We try to get um, as many 3D printers into schools as possible to um, get kids inspired um, and give them an opportunity to work with um, things that might they might have never experienced before and didn't know they had um, a talent for. Um, it's really important. Um, um, do you have any new projects you're working on or anything you've just finished up or, or anything? Well, I just made this thing that attaches onto the, um, to the hair clippers. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, and I make, I've made little things, you know, I made little, I don't have any great big things on, on the horizon, but, but I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I, I Sometimes I, I don't have a project and then all of a sudden they do, you know, I just <laughs> comes to me and I, and I think about it and, and 
thank you for calling me creative, but I don't really feel all that creative. I just make stuff and I see stuff and I copy stuff and I change it around. And, and you know, it's just, it's just, just because I like to make stuff. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not sure I've invented anything. I just, I just uh, play with what turns me on and, and, and that's fun to do. And yeah. some of the other things I've made that are not 3D printed have taken quite a lot of time and I've gotten comments on my on some of my things, people say, you must have a lot of time. <laughs> and I say, well, actually, I, I've got a job and I teach Boy Scouts and I and I play in a band and uh, but I don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. And they all go, oh, that'll do it. They understand, <laughs> you know, and and I, I nothing the matter with TV. I can watch TV, but but boy, when you if you can play with making something, uh, it's that's big fun to me. So so it won't be long. I'll be making something else. Now my my um, laser rainbow machine, that was pretty cool, and that took a lot of work. You know, um, uh, these great big projects. I hope they don't come too often because I get obsessed, and it takes sometimes <laughs> quite a long time. Yes. I have a musical water fountain that is my microcontrollers and it's got about 70 or so valves and it's got all these little creatures that are playing musical instruments and squirting the water out of <laughs> out of their instruments and i've got a little bee sitting on a flower and the bee flies above the flower playing a saxophone squirting water out of his saxophone as he's flying and then a turtle squirts the bee and he lands back on the flower you know wow. a lot of time in making those things yes. uh, that is awesome. Uh, so I have a, a rolling ball sculpture we I, you might have seen where balls roll down tracks. And this one's got little golfers and little tiny golfers swing their club and hit the ball onto the track. One tr goes down a track and lands on the green, but it misses the hole. But a gopher pops up out of the, out of the <laughs> ground and knocks the ball into the hole. Mm -hmm. Well, so, and you're asking if I sold anything. I had a bunch of things on display at the state fair. I've had them bunch of things one at a time in the state fair finally called and said we want you to bring everything everything down and so someone <laughs> said you know how about if i buy that that golfing uh machine you got and and you know what would you charge for that and uh, and i i i said well yeah i thought well I, okay maybe i'd sell it you know i could make another one you know uh but uh, I, I gave them a price and they go, oh, oh yeah, okay, well, no, 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 we're not gonna buy it. And, and I said, well, you know, I got maybe 300 hours in this um, and should I get minimum wage? I don't think so. <laughs> so, but 3D printing, some of that stuff is very carefully machined. These little golfers have got some careful machining in it. A 3D printer might've enabled me to make I know, to be honest, it's really cool having it made out of brass, but a 3D printer, I could have made some of those parts much more simply and where for somebody else to duplicate my work in brass would be, it takes some machine tools and everything else, but it was a 3D printer, it just takes a 3D printer and there you got it, you know, so, yeah. so it, it could simplify something. Absolutely. So cool. Yeah, very cool projects. I so this is something that it, you got to see. Uh, it's one thing to talk about it, but uh, I encourage the people listening and 
watching the video recording here to, to go and check out your work online so they can they can see the photos. Uh, you can check our blog, 3duniverse.org, as I mentioned. Just search for Vic Cheney there. And your website is cheneyproductions.com. Is that right? Yes. Vic? Okay. Cheneyproductions.com. And I have videos, uh, links to videos on YouTube of all, most of the things we've talked about. Excellent. Yeah. Well, keep keep churning these great ideas out. It's uh, it's it's really inspirational to see all the uh, things you've come up with, and uh, that's what we love to see. Just inspiring people to let them know what you can do with three D printers and how you can bring these crazy ideas to life. So keep at it. These are wonderful machines, aren't they? I love yeah. it. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you with us, Vic. It's been a real uh, great discussion. Appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you um, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, thank you to our audience for joining in. As I mentioned, you can always uh, check out our uh, blog, 3duniverse.org. Click on 3D Universe Untethered in the upper left to go to a page with all of our recordings and upcoming episodes for this series. Thanks for watching, everyone. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Vic. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.